good enough and getting better. Welcome to the podcast where we can pursue personal growth, not because we have to in order to somehow be good enough, but because we know we already are good enough. We are each a unique and rare expression of human life with no duplicate. And from this foundation, we pursue personal growth because we know we can and because we know we are capable of creating all kinds of different experiences in life. And we want to play with that capacity and expand our options. We make personal growth enjoyable and easy when we can approach it with joy and playful curiosity instead of lack and insecurity. So stay tuned and join me on this journey to be more rooted in our true self-worth and more empowered in our growth process. We are good enough and we are getting even better. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am Laura Lenore. I've been talking a lot in recent episodes about the getting better part of the title lately. And today I want to refocus a little bit on the good enough part. And not just the idea that we are intrinsically, inherently good enough, which is also true and it's part of this, but also taking this idea a little further, exploring the idea that our lives are actually really good in many ways that we don't allow ourselves to appreciate. So I'm going to start with an example here of the sort of exploration I have in mind for us to do today, and then we'll break this down for you to do along with me. Let's say I am talking to Lindsay, and she is feeling really down about not being able to get the promotion that she wanted at work. And she's not at all in the mood to find the many things that she has to be grateful for in her life, which haven't we all been in that place before, right? We know we could find things if we felt like tearing our attention away from the all-important issue that currently feels like a dumpster fire, right? So rather than tear our attention away from the longing or the problem or the thing that seems so wrong in our life, that thing that's consuming our attention, let's just let Lindsay indulge here and dive into it. If we ask Lindsay, what is so important to you about getting this promotion? She can think it over and let us know the first thing that pops into her mind. Let's say she answers, I want to make more money. Okay, so what's important to you about making more money? So then she says, well, it will prove to me that the company really values what I have to offer. Okay, great. So what is so important about having proof that the company really values what you have to offer? Well, I could feel validated. I guess I like I know that I'm doing something that matters. Okay, so What is it about knowing that you're doing something that matters that's important to you? It gives me a sense of meaning in my life. Okay, wonderful. So what is important about having a sense of meaning in your life? Well, it would give me peace. I would feel good. So now we've gone down about five layers with Lindsay, and that's usually a good stopping point. But you'll know you're done when we're hitting these key values like peace, love, joy, happiness, these sort of core feelings and values that are things that we all deeply want. So at this point, we understand a little bit more about what Lindsay really needs and was hoping to achieve with this promotion. So we can actually explore that need in a different way. We can say something like, what areas of your life are already giving you a sense of meaning, giving you peace, allowing you to feel good? And so then she can consider that question 
deeply and then begin to realize that she has a really meaningful relationship with her young niece and that she has a a sculpting hobby that gives her a great sense of satisfaction in her life. And she experienced a deep feeling of peace recently on a hike through a local wooded area. And so suddenly this promotion is not the only way that she can get these deeper needs met. So there's more room to loosen her grip on that problem a little bit and just enjoy what she has in her life in the moment. But we could take it further as well and ask Lindsay to notice where else in her life and even where else in her career can she cultivate more of this sense of meaning that she's been seeking. And suddenly the question isn't about that mean boss that doesn't appreciate you. The options are wide open for ways for you to more easily meet these needs, right? In fact, I find that with clients, so often our unconscious strategy is usually not a very good way to get what we really want. By unconscious strategy, I mean, at some level in Lindsay's mind, she felt like she had to do this in order to feel that, in order to achieve this, in order to have that. And she wasn't conscious of that whole chain, which is why we're doing this exercise today. A good example of this, we think we have to lose weight in order to be attractive enough to find love, in order to finally feel good about ourselves, in order to finally feel at peace in our own skin, to feel comfortable with ourselves. But even if we do all that, we'll probably realize eventually that seeking external approval traps us through this route that makes us feel even more insecure because now We can lose whatever good feelings we have developed about ourselves and whatever peace we have in this relationship the moment our weight creeps up again and makes us unlovable according to this previous definition, which is of course not really true. But in our imagined model of the world here, that relationship, which is probably not going to be a super healthy relationship anyway, if we're relying on it to give ourselves a sense of well-being... If instead we realized that what we really need is to feel love and acceptance for ourselves first, then we're going to create a relationship that's much better, frankly, a lot healthier. And loving ourselves actually makes it a lot easier to achieve a healthy body weight and a good relationship with food and all of that because we feel like we deserve to take good care of ourselves. It's actually much more efficient and effective to go after the core needs first in almost every situation everything else becomes a wild goose chase. So many people think they need to have a lot of money and a perfect body and a relationship with a specific type of person that we're really attracted to in order to be happy. And yet how many people have you seen in the world in life who have these things and they are still miserable, right? So it's worth taking a little time to explore what's really important to you about the things that you want in order to change your life in a really actually deeper and more meaningful way than just satisfying a surface desire right? So what do you think these things will give you or do for you or allow you to feel? So often it comes down to how you want to feel and the external is really not the point. It's really not necessary to feel good. And the more you look at things through this lens and explore your desires in this way, the more you realize you actually already have what you need in so many ways in your life. So let's explore this together here for a few minutes. This exercise is going to sound really repetitive if you aren't actually doing it along with me, because the real juice and the power in following this process comes from the information that you discover, rather than anything that I'm actually saying here. So 
If now is not a good time for you to actually do this along with me, then go ahead and pause and come back to it when you have about 10 minutes to explore this idea. Okay. Quick side note, since we're kind of on this topic, I know that hearing about things feels productive and there are many podcasts that will just give you information and you can binge and listen on and on. I have listened to many thousands of hours of audiobooks, podcasts, and all of that. And I have learned many useful ideas. So I'm not against the idea of just listening and binging and learning by any means. However, the processes where we actually engage and interact and use the information in a personalized and focused way, that's what actually really empowers deeper change in our lives. So let's actually do this together today. Don't just listen, pull out a piece of paper, pull up a blank document on your computer, and go along with this process with me today. Okay, so let's get started. I want you to think of an area where you have felt like you really want something or you really want something to be different in your own life, uh, in any area of your life, whatever comes to mind is the right answer. Nobody here is, is judging your answer and giving you a grade on it, right? So whatever is important to you, whatever pops into your mind right now, go with that. And so now I want you to imagine you already have what you want and what's important to you about having it. So go ahead and write down a number one on your paper or your document and put your answer next to it, right? Why is this important to me? What does this give me? What does this do for me that's important? And there may be multiple things too, right? I I simplified a little bit with our example of Lindsay earlier, but we often have a few different things and we can totally chase each thread together or separately as needed, right? This can work both ways. The different threads end up often coming to the same core needs and desires more often than you might think. And it's possible that there's more than one core thing here as well. So there's no right or wrong answers. Just write down the reasons, whatever comes off the top of your head, that having this thing or this change is important to you. Okay, great. Hopefully you all have one or several things down next to number one. Now write a number two below that and ask yourself this time, what is important about having the things listed in number one? If you already had that, why is that important to you? What does it give you when you already have the things that are listed there in number one? And write those answers down next to number two. What does it give you? How does it allow you to feel? Who does it allow you to be? What does it allow you to experience? Whatever comes into your mind. Again, no wrong answers. This is your experience. So next, we're going to write down number three. What does it do for you when you have the things you listed next to number two? Why is this important to you? Again, what does this give you? What does this allow you to have or feel or be when you have the things that you listed next to number two, right? And the temptation here can be to keep going back up to your original purpose, but I really want you to stay focused on the things that you wrote down next to the number two. What does that allow you to do, to be, to feel, to have, to experience? And I think you know where we're we're going with this, right? Even deeper. 
our true motivation is often a bit below the surface. So we have to give ourselves a chance to dig in a bit and get to that deeper truth. And as we go, just really pay attention to whatever is popping into your mind as we ask these questions. Because sometimes it's not what you consciously expected. So it's easy to dismiss. But trust me, if it's popping in right now, that's what's important. So write it down. And we're going to keep going even deeper. So once you have that written down, and of course, if I'm going too fast for you, feel free to pause and take your time to really think about each one of these numbers. That's totally fine. Once you have number three, go ahead and write a number four and ask the question about each item next to number three. What does it give me when I have these? What is important to me about this? What does it allow me to feel? Who does it allow me to be? What does it allow me to have or do? Whatever comes into your mind. What is it about the items next to number three that's important to me? And you may notice at this point that you have some coherent ideas repeating, some things that are kind of coming up over and over but maybe not, but I promise there are deeper layers. So let's keep going. We are going to next write the number five. I know big surprise (laughs) and ask for the things that you listed in number four. What does this give me? Why is this important? What does this allow me to do, to have, to feel, to be? Really let yourself dive into this question particularly more and more focusing on how you want to feel. That's going to usually be the the deepest sort of juiciest aspect of most of these things and allow the answers to surprise you. I do so much personal work myself and some of the answers to the things I thought I understood surprised me when I did this exercise as a part of planning this episode. So just go with whatever's coming into your mind, allow it to surprise you. And once you are ready to go even deeper, let's write a number six. And at this point, It's likely that you're expressing your desires and benefits in in words like joy, peace, happiness, love, connection, these deeper things we all need. Just notice what's coming up for you. There are no right or wrong answers here. So what values, feelings, ways of being are important about having the things you wrote down next to number five? What does having that allow you to feel, to experience? What core states are you trying to experience by achieving the things listed next to number five? If you are already expressing core values here, like the ones I just mentioned, then congratulations. This is what we're looking for here. If not, just keep going down more layers if you need to. Keep asking yourself, why is this important to me? And why is that important to me? And why is that important? And what does this give me when I already have it? Right? So now that we have the core values identified, we're going to set up the filters of your awareness. This is something we talked about back in the empowering questions episode number seven. So by asking your mind's powerful filtering capability to show us the answers as we ask, where in my life am I already experiencing these core states? 
Then you can fill in the words next to number six here and ask about each one specifically. And also ask yourself the question, how in my life can I quickly, easily, and enjoyably experience more of these states? Again, list your specifically without having to jump through all the hoops that we wrote down today, just experiencing them. Asking yourself these questions begins priming you to find the answers, especially if you make it a habit to ask yourself regularly, maybe every morning right after you wake up or post these questions, these words on the mirror as a reminder, and just notice how you start to get what you really want, what you really need so much more quickly, easily and enjoyably than you expected. And this doesn't mean you can't have or pursue the goal we started with. It just takes the pressure off of it enough that you can more easily see more ways to get where you really need to be. Or in some cases, you can actually see that what you wanted isn't necessarily important to you anymore. That also happens. Whatever the case, you end up with greater clarity about it when you understand what you are really trying to achieve or have or feel with your goal, right? So I did this exercise too, as I mentioned, and I'll post an image of my process. I took each kind of point and followed it down separately, and then they came together actually pretty nicely. This example might be helpful for you if you'd like to take a look. I'm not going to go over all of it here. There was just one surprising thing that I noticed uh, with mine that I wanted to share. My starting point was that I want to own my own home, and I listed several reasons next to number one. Many of them started quite practical, like building equity for financial stability, having more space for an art studio, things like that. I picked this goal to share for the podcast because I really assumed that I would end up with a mixture of these sort of more practical needs and the sort of core emotional needs. I thought that mix would be instructive for you. But honestly, my process went much more in the way of my example with Lindsay and with the same that I've experienced with many clients, that in the end, even the money piece of it, like equity, which is such a practical thing, became more about the deeper emotional need. Equity was about peace of mind, which allowed me to have freedom to make more life choices based on my values rather than practical considerations, which allowed more room in my life for greater flow, which allowed for more joy and connection in my life. And frankly, while I still want to buy a home as soon as it's reasonably possible for me, I also know there's many ways in my life that I'm already able to feel flow, to feel joy and connection in my life right now. And so that actually feels pretty good when I think about it that way. So hopefully you've just experienced something similar while doing this exercise for yourself. You can check out my process if you'd like to see the details and feel free to share your own or just the highlights. I'm going to post these on Facebook at Good Enough and Getting Better. And you can also connect with me on my website if you'd like to share with me there or schedule a phone consultation. And that is at lenorehypnosis.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for next week as we're going to explore this idea more deeply through a hypnosis journey and learn even more about being able to connect with our deepest needs, which just allows us to experience life in a more rich, enjoyable, satisfying way, helps us to meet those needs more easily, notice how dramatically this changes our relationship with the day-to-day surface level aspects of our life. So hopefully 
hopefully you'll join me for that. And I hope you have a wonderful week connecting more deeply with what you really want and what you really need and what you already have access to already in your life, right? Thank you so much. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.